had a Mishnah last night. We had a Mishnah last night. Unless you bring joy to my days. Um, um, we had a Mishnah last night that basically, and the Gemara is going to ask this, repeated what we were talking about until now. Which means, we had a Mishnah back on Yudalad Amadalaf. We're going to start again on Tesvav Amadalaf. We had a Mishnah on Yudalad Amadalaf. Mishnah Yudalad Amadalaf had a Machlekes. We're going to go, again, we're going to go on Rav's Shita because, because the Gemara is going to say this doesn't work with Shmuel's Shita. So we're going to go on Rav's Shita about what the last Mishnah said. And then we're going to go through our Gemara. In Rav's Shita, we had a Mishnah on Yudalad Amadalaf that Rameyer and Rabbi Yehuda argued on a simple fact. Rabbi Yehuda did not care about Xeris Tikra. I don't care if you make a sukkah underneath boards that are wide. I don't care if you take boards that resemble ceiling boards and make a sukkah underneath them. I'm not concerned that someone's going to say, oh, he's making it under those kind of boards. I can make a sukkah in my house. That's called Xeris Tikra. Remeyer was concerned about Xeris Tikra. Remeyer said, no, if we let a person make a sukkah using wide boards, it's very confusable. It's very confusing with a real ceiling, a real house, a real roof, and therefore a person might just turn his house into a, into a sukkah, and that's called Xeris Tikra. So we had a machlekes Remeyer and Rabbi Yehuda about Xeris Tikra. So let's hazard over to Mishnah on Tezvav. Starting from there, it'll take us a minute, we'll get back into it. If you have a house, mamish, your regular house, they're replacing your roof. So they come one day and they rip off your roof. And you have only, what did we call them? Struts? You didn't call them anything. Trusts. Yes. Yeah. Trusts, yeah. Trusts. Trusts. Yeah. Trusts. 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 That's how you remember it. Oh. So, so you have, and you're, you're, they strip your house because, of course, you didn't replace your roof when you should have. So all your boards rotted. So Mamela, they had to take it down to the trusses. They put up fresh four by eights, and you say, hey, it's our sukkahs. You know what? Hold off on the shingles. Don't put on the shingles till after sukkahs. I'll use this as a sukkah. Reason, I don't have to go outside. Says the Mishnah, Tikra, a roof, She'enel of Maziva that has no tar, which, by the way, is what we make shingles out of nowadays. Which, by the way, if, if you ever have to replace your roof, do it when gas prices are cheap, because then shingles are cheaper. It goes mamish kifi, uh, kifi like the oil prices. Take your shingle of Maziva. Reb Yehuda, I must Reb Yehuda says, it's actually a machlegis between Beishamai and Beisil. Beishamai, Beishamai says, mefakfik, what you have to do in order to make it into a sukkah, is pick up each one of those boards and put them back down. And remove a board. Now, of course, when you remove that board, you're going to replace that board with regular schach, real schach. How is it any different than the people who have the retractable roofs? Because they take off the retractable roof. Right, but so this is the same thing as a hole. And you, and you put schach on. So when you fine. have these the, fine, the trusses there, you just put schach on. Fine. So according to Beishamai, you're right. Beis Beis Hillel says, Beis Hillel, either pick up all the boards and put them back down, 
Oy, noito achas mi bintayim, or remove one of the ceiling boards and replace it with schach. So Rabbi Yehuda says, it's a machlekes beshama beshilo. And Rabbi Yehuda, of course, means to say, we go like beshilo. And of course, Rabbi Yehuda says, you could use that as a sukkah. I mean, you have to pick each board up and put it back down so it's not tasav leimen ha'asui, because when you made it, you didn't make it for a sukkah. But once you pick it up and put it back down, lishma, once you pick it up and put it back down for a sukkah, there's nothing wrong with sitting under boards, which Rabbi Yehuda is conveniently fitting his shita into base hillo, which is what he wants to do. So basically, this is Rabbi Yehuda reiterating his shita from last Mishnah, that it's okay to use big, fat, wide boards as a schach. And Rabbi Yehuda, all he's doing here is saying, by the way, me and Beis Hillel are on the same page. Yeah, Beishamah holds you can't use it as for boards. Beishamah says, you've got to replace it with schach. But me and Beis Hillel, we say the same thing. Reb Meir Reimer, Reb Meir says, no, no, no. Not only do you, you don't have to do both, you can only do one. Don't bother picking them and putting them back down. That's not going to help you. I don't care about Tassel and You can't sit on their boards. Therefore, the only way to make your house into a sukkah is remove one of the boards and put up schach, which is Reb Meir reiterating his shita. You cannot sit under boards. Boards are not good schach. So, Gemara's going to deal with this. Basically, we just reiterated the machlekas in the last mission. Reb Meir reiterated his shita. Reb Yehuda reiterated his shita. Rather fit it in with Beis Hillel, but we basically reiterated last mission. So now let's break this apart and we'll understand how this fits in. Says the Gemara, Bishlema Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel holds that there's nothing wrong with sitting under a board. That's what Rabbi Yehuda claims. There's nothing wrong with sitting under a board. So what, what's your issue with this? That it wasn't made for a sukkah, it was made for a house. So you just have to cure the tasavalaymin ha'asui issue. You just have to cure the fact that this wasn't made for a sukkah. And you can't just change your mind to make it into a sukkah like we discussed in the past. You can't just think it. You can't just will it into a sukkah. So therefore, you have to do an act. So the mission is beautiful. The problem with this sukkah is it wasn't made for a sukkah. It was tasa. You have to make a sukkah. You can't just take something that was made for a house. So you just got to do any act. Do an act, whatever act you want. So, either lift them up. You did a maisa. That's good. If you take away one board and sit underneath that. You did a maisa. So base Hillel's problem was Tasav Leiman Ha'asui, and therefore Base Hillel dealt with the Tasav Leiman Ha'asui in the most direct, effective way possible. Do anything, and it will cure Tasav Leiman Ha'asui. Move anything. Do anything. Do any act. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because the problem is Tasav Leiman Ha'asui. Tasav Leiman Ha'asui is cured by an act. Base Hillel says, do an act, and you'll cure the Tasav Leiman Ha'asui issue. Ela Beishamai. Beishamai that said, you have to do both. Why, what problem, you know, 
We have to figure out what problem you have from the solution you said. Your solution is do both. What problem did you have that you need to do both in order to fix that problem? Well, what could be your problem that you need to do both in order to cure? What would be their problem with sitting in a house as a sukkah? What would be their issue? If you're, you agree to be so, and the issue is that this wasn't made as a sukkah, it was made as a house and you have to fix that, then either one would help. Why do you need both? Says the Gemara, with one of them it would have fixed it. And Imisham Xeris Tikra, if you agree with your mayor that you're not allowed to sit under a board because of Xeris Tikra, that it's similar to a house, then only removing a board will help. You have to remove a board. So whatever your problem is, both is not the solution. If your problem is Tasamanasi, either is the solution. If your problem is sitting under a board, then only removing a board is a solution. But under no circumstances <laughs> is both the solution. Says the Gemara. Beishamai believes in Xeris Tikra. Beishamai believes you can't sit under these boards. What he meant to say is, I meant to say only one will work. I meant to say, even though you picked them all up and put them all back down, that did nothing. Because the problem here is not Tassalei Minasi, which that cures. The problem is Xeris Tikra. The problem is sitting under a board. If you remove one of the boards and put up normal sach, good, you have a sukkah. Eloi loi, if not, not. Okay. So, says the Gemara, beautiful. You set up the Mishnah, like we explained it, Rabbi Yehuda. You set up the Mishnah that based Hillel doesn't care about Xeris Tikra. So as long as you cure a Tassim and also issue, you're fine. Beishamai cares about Xeris Tikra. So, so then Remeir, look whose side you're on. Look whose side you're on. Remeir, you're lining up with Beishamai. Says the Gemara, Yahachi Ema Seifa. Look at the Seifa. Remeir, Reimer. And as you said, Beishamai says you have to remove one of the boards. Well, that's exactly Remeir. You have to take one away. Just picking them up and putting them back down and curing the Tassalim and Asi won't fix your issue because you'll still be sitting under boards. And Remeyer subscribes to Xeris Ticker. Remeyer believes Xeris Ticker. Frek Digmar. Remeyer Hainu Beishamai. Look what you've just done. You've made Remeyer align with Beishamai and Rabbi Huda align with Beis Hillel. And that's painting Remeir in the wrong way. Says the Gemara, Hachi Kamar. Remeir says, yeah. Remeir saying, no, 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 no. Rabbi Yehuda, this is not a machlekes beishame beishilo. I know, Rabbi Yehuda, what you want. You want to say, it is a machlekes, and you want to go like beishilo and make me like go like beishame. No, there's no machlekes beishame beishilo here. Beishame beishilo both agree with me. That you can't sit under a roof, and therefore the only solution, not in Beis Shammai, the only solution in anybody is to remove a roof board. Reb Meir is saying, 
I'm going like everybody, and it's not a machlekes beishama beisilo. Says more. Okay, great. So now that we got this whole beishama beisilo thing out of the way, what are we left with? The exact same machlekes that we had on Yudalad Amaral. It comes out the Rabbi Yehuda says you're allowed to sit under boards. I don't care about Xeris Tikra. I call it Basil Shita, but bottom line is you're allowed to sit under boards. And Beishamai, Beishamai says, you're not allowed to sit under boards. I believe in Xeris Tikra. And Rameyer says, no, it's not Beishamai. It's me that says you're not allowed to sit under boards. Or Basil agrees with me. So it's the same machlik as we had in Yudal Ramadal. Says the Gemara. Iyachi says the Gemara. So the Gemara says, Am I Kamashmalon? What are you teaching me? The mayor is like Xeris Ticker. The mayor believes in Xeris Ticker. Verbi Huda less like Xeris Ticker. And Verbi Huda doesn't believe in Xeris Ticker. They argued about this once before. This Tanah we learned in the last Mishnah. You could use words for Schach Divri Verbi Huda. Verbi says you can't. So says the Gemara, we have a repeat. That's what you just did. You know, you're right. The Mishnah, we read this Mishnah, it sounded very complicated, but you did a good job of peeling away all the layers. You made Rabbi Yehuda agree with Basil that you're allowed to sit under boards, and you made Beshamai, and you made Rameyer say in Basil, you're not allowed to sit under boards. You peeled away all the layers very well. What are you left with? Say Machleg is Basham Basil. Rabbi Yehuda Rameyer. You're left with the same Machleg as Rabbi Yehuda and Rameyer. So, according to according to Yehuda, there is a machlekes between Misham and Beishel. Yeah, and yeah. Mayor, there's not. Right, but bottom line is, but if is. you make something a machlekes between Misham and Beishel, and you go like Beishelo, you're basically saying there's no machlekes. Beishamim ain't a Mishnah. So you've repeated your shita. So Yishkayach, you, what do we get out of this whole half an amud? That Rabbi Yehuda's shita, when he said it, was only in Beishelo. Like that'll make a difference in your life. Like you wouldn't have done it if not that? Like it's now modified? No. That's, you know, it's all the same. Says the Gemara. Amr No. Our Mishnah here is the only Machlechistin Rabbi Huda and her mayor about sitting on their boards. What was the Machlechist in the last Mishnah? Reisha, the first Mishnah, is benesarim meshupin askinon, polished, sanded, finished wood, which means we know. Go to Home Depot. There's two kinds of wood. There's like raw wood, the splinters and everything hasn't been sanded, and then there's like nice mamish like dish tender. Dish tender, you can't believe it's wood. It feels like glass, but it's really wood. There's nothing, nothing special about this. It's wood. Someone went with a sander and got it nice and smooth. And then they put on like some glaze, shellac, some paint, some finish. Says them more like this. The Seifa, this next Mishnah, you're right, that's what we're talking about, fat boards. The first Mishnah over there wasn't fat boards. It was regular slats. But not the kind of slats that we used when we were kids that are full of splinters. It was finished, shiny, Beautiful slats. So what's wrong with them? Why would anyone argue on that? Why would a mayor say they're not good? They're not too big. No one's going to confuse them with the house. Says the Gemara, 
It's a differing zero. Sanded wood, finished wood, polished wood, you could confuse it with kalim. You could confuse it with a usable object. When we talk in terms of tame versus not tame, mikabal tumma versus not mikabal tumma, we tend to think, we tend to think, not mikabal tumma is raw, unfinished, natural product. Mikabal tumma is a kalim. If I see you use for your sukkah, gorgeous, you know, like, like for a while, they sold mahogany, everything. You know, like every Hungarian house like, has, like had a lot of silver and a lot of mahogany. Right? <laughs> so, so, so I'm sure they sold in Brooklyn mahogany slats. And like someone could see like, oh, so this guy's using a challah board for his, for his slats. <clears throat> so the first mission of the Machlekstein Rameyer and Yehuda was that, yeah, you're right, it's just wood. But it's Nisara Meshupen Askina. It's polished, fancy, finished slats. Rabbi Yudah says, hey, wood is wood. It's the same not kalim. Just because you put a little sand on it, let you sand it down a little bit, it's still wood. Ramirez says, no. This thing already looks like Bissamim Holder, Chalak, Dekel, uh, Esrit Case, and like, you know, picture frame kind of mahogany. And therefore, people are going to say he's using a kalim for schach, and Ramirez says it's us, sir. Any, any size? Any size, exactly. Our Mishnah is about too big size. That Mishnah is right size, too much polish. Says the Gemara, Amr B'chiyabar We're dealing with polished, finished, sanded boards. And because we had a machlekes, whether or not you should be geyser it, Alt Kalim. Ramirez said, no, 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 it's too similar, too confusable to Kalim. Says the Gemara, we had someone that doesn't geyser Kalim. We had a case of something that is so similar to Kalim, and we still weren't geyser. Ulu Rabbi Yehuda Marav. How about according to Rabbi Yehuda Marav? The Amar. We said that arrows, for transportation purposes, like Ikea furniture, come in two parts. And like they don't want to have to ship something that's four feet long. So they ship something that's two feet long, and you screw in the top to the bottom. And the top one that goes in is called the male, and the bottom one is called the female. So the bottom one's female because it has a clay kibble. The top one's the male. So where says you're allowed to use the male as chach because it's not a keli. Now, what is more similar and confusable with a keli? A male arrow part or a sanded slat? Male arrow part. And Rebut already said, even there we're not geyser because of Kalim. So you think that's what be the Mishnah would be arguing about whether we're geyser sanded slats as Kalim? Says the Gemara, Ulu Reb Yehuda Amarav. According to Reb Yehuda Amarav, the Amar who says, Sichacha benesarim zcharim, Kshera benekevis psula. Reb Yehuda, he said that, that male arrows are not are not kalim and are therefore kosher l'schach. V'leigaz charmat in kevus. Hachanami le'nigzer nisarim meshupim atu kalim. Says the Gemara, he shouldn't be geyser polished slats atu kalim. So therefore, you're wrong. And we're back to the kasha. We'll leave it for here tonight. But let's just recap, which means... Sure, please. The old time is it? 
the other Mishnah, if you say that it's talking about finished pieces of wood, and how does it, why are they going into, what difference does it make the width of it in the second part of the Mishnah? Yeah, great kasha. Great kasha. This is a small iteration, and we're going to drop it. But for this minute, if we would keep it, we would have to say that the two cases of the Mishnah are totally separate cases. First one is Xeris Kalim. That's great kasha. First one is Xeris Kalim, and second one is is um, is too fat, which is this Mishnah's topic. We're going to drop it for this reason that we just asked. But if we would, you're you're hundred percent. We would have to say. It's two separate right. It's two separate cases. So just to recap, we had a Mishnah tonight. The Mishnah tonight sounded like it was very complicated, but when we peeled it all away, it was mamish the same machlik as Rebuda and Rameh. Rebuda says you're allowed to sit you're allowed to have your sukkah under any width boards. Base and Rameh said you're not allowed. That's the same Xeris Tikkur, which is the same thing we had on the Mishnah Yadal. You know, we have to work to get this down to its basic parts, but that is the Machlech. Ask the Gemara, why do we need two of the same? Says the Gemara that the first Mishnah was a Machlech is about Nisar Meshupim polished slats, and it may be a Xeris Kalim. Bermuda says no, Ramirez says yes, this Mishnah is a Xeris Tikra. Is it too roof like or not? So the Gemara says no. If we didn't make Xeris Kalim, by male arrows, we're not going to make Xeris Kalim by polished slats. And therefore, that is not the explanation, so we're going to leave it tonight as a kasha. Exactly. We're going to leave it tonight as kasha that at this point, it sounds like Rameir and Rehuda are arguing about the exact same thing in two consecutive Mishnahis. They're arguing about Xeris Tikra or not. We're in middle of trying to figure out what our Mishnah is telling us. Which means we had a Mishnah on Yedal and Amad Aleph that said, Rabbi Yehuda says, you could be Mesachich with boards, Mesachichim Benesarin, and Rameir said, you can't. We then had a Mishnah over here that said, Rabbi Yehuda says, Beis Hillel says you can be Mesachich with boards, and Hishama says you can't. And Ramirez says, no, everybody says you can't be Masachich with boards. So the Gemara says, the Gemara said, like, it sounds like we're Mamish uh, repeating ourselves over here. So we tried answering yesterday that the Mishnah on Yadalad was talking about smooth boards. And Rabbi Huda says, we don't make Xera that they're confusable with Kalim. And Ramirez says, we do which we didn't like because we've had cases, for instance, chitz and scharim, arrows with no base kibble that are much, much more kalim-like, that are much more similar to kalim, and we did not find a need to be guys over there. So it's very not mistaver that we would be guys over here. So we're back at a problem. We're back at a problem. And the problem is, it seems like we're repeating the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Ella, says the Gemara, we are teeny bit lower than halfway down the Amad on Tesvav Amad Aleph. Ella al-Karchach Reisha Pligi B'Gzeris Tikra V'Sefi V'Sefi Tikra. Sorry, both Mishnahis are arguing about the same thing apparently. First Mishnah Zemachlekes, Rabbi Huda says, 
You could use roof-like material. You could use boards. And we don't say people are going to confuse it with a house. And Reb Meir says, no, you can't. And our Mishnah, the one on Tezvav, same thing. Reb Yehuda says, you can't use boards. And you could use boards. Don't worry about Xeris Tikra. And Reb Meir says, no. Says the Gemara... So asks the Gemara, asks the Gemara, why do we need to argue about the same thing twice? Says the Gemara, Seifa, Reb Yehuda, this is what we worked out last night. Reb Yehuda says, listen, I know I say there's no Xeris Tikra. And I know you say there is Xeris Tikra. But here's what I'm coming to the table with now. Here's what I'm bringing new. I have Basil on my side. You have Bishamay on your side. Which means I know we're repeating the same Machlegas. But at least this time Rabbi Yehuda's coming armed with the fact that he's with Basil and he's accusing Rameir of being with Bishamay. Amalel Rameir. Amai Ka'asris. He told her, Mayor, why are you answering Nasar? Mishum Xeris Tikra? You're making Xeris Tikra? Hi, Svar le Beshamayu. That's a Beshamay dig Svar. This Lahu. Beshamay holds that. Ubeshole Gazri. Svar says, Va'amre Mayor, le Nechliku Beshamay Beshol Badavrzeh. And like we said last night, that Rameyer says, no, it's not a Machlekes between Besham and Beshilo. Everyone agrees to it. It's Sam, a. It's, it's, everyone agrees to it. Like we said, so basically, basically, the Gemara concedes that there's nothing new except the fact that, except the fact that Rabbi Huda accused Rabbi Meir of being Bishamadik, and Rabbi Huda accused, and Rabbi, Rabbi Meir said, no, I'm not. Now, we have one last thing to deal with. We've been talking the whole time, and Imamish made perfect sense, that the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rameir is a simple machlekes. Rabbi Yehuda does not hold the Xeris Tikra under any circumstance. You could have a Nesser, a board that's three Tvachim wide, no Xeris Tikra. Four Tvachim wide, no Xeris Tikra. Rabbi Yehuda never holds of Xeris Tikra. Rabbi Yehuda says you could use a board as wide as you want and don't worry about it being confused with the house. And Rameir says, nope, four is bad. In other words... We've been reading this whole Gemara like Rav. And, you know, we had issues what this mission is adding, but we were mamish only dealing with Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir as if Rav was the only opinion. And like we explained back on Yudalit, Rav holds that there is a simple machlek between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda says, we don't care ever about Xeris Tikra, and Rabbi Meir says, we care about Xeris Tikra. What about Shmuel? Remember Shmuel? In Shmuel, there's no real opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that there's no Xeris Tikra. We're talking this whole time. Rabbi Yehuda said, no Xeris Tikra. And in fact, Beis Hillel agrees with me. One second. That's Rav-like. That's Ravdik. It's not Shmuel. Shmuel holds, everyone holds Xeris Tikra. So how would Shmuel read this Mishnah? Until now, we worked out Rabbi Yehuda, Rameir, Beis Beis Hillel, and the repetition. We worked out everything. Except we didn't work out. Except we didn't work out. Except we didn't work out. 
we didn't work out. Shmuel says everything we said until now is good according to Rav. The Omar Machlegis Bishiesh Ben Arba, the Machlegis is only by four. Dramayer is like Zer Sticker, Mayor holds there's a problem of two wide boards because Xer Sticker. Dramayer the less like Zer Sticker. Elul Shmuel, the Omar Bishiesh Ben Arba Machlegis. What about Shmuel? Shmuel said the Machlegis was when they were three wide. But if they were actually four, everyone agreed their puzzle. Even Rabbi Yehuda holds of Xeris Tikra. So this cannot be a machlekes, whether or not there's Xeris Tikra. You don't want a machlekes in Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda about Xeris Tikra. Rabbi Yehuda agrees the Xeris Tikra. So how would Shmuel read this next Mishnah? What are they arguing? So says the Gemara, gorgeous. What is Xeris Tikra? Xeris Tikra is that if someone sees you sitting, or yourself, <coughs> sitting under a wide board, they're going to get the impression that you could just use your house as a sukkah. Because your house also has ceiling boards. So anything that's exera, lechaira, should be able to be gotten around. Okay, you want me not to give the impression that I could sit in my house? So let's say I do something that shows, hello, this is not a regular house, I would never sit in my house. Can I be mevatal? Xeristikra. Can I allay your fears in Xeristikra? Can I take care of what's bothering you? You're telling me, I don't like what you're doing. You're giving the wrong impression. You're giving people the impression by sitting in a sukkah under boards that you could sit in your house. Can I do something to my sukkah that would advertise to people and show people, don't worry, I would never sit in the house? That's what the topic of this Mishnah is about. Now that we said in the last Mishnah, everyone agrees to Xeris Tikra in Shmuel. Reb Meir says Xeris Tikra is even at a Nesser three Tvachim wide. Reb Yehuda says Xeris Tikra is by a Nesser four Tvachim wide. In other words, everyone agrees there's a problem with Xeris Tikra. Can I do something that says, don't worry, don't worry. Even though I'm sitting in a sukkah under boards, I would never use my house as a sukkah. Is it possible to be mavatal xeris tikra? That's the machlekas of our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Seifa bibitule tikra kamifligi. Can I be mavatal the roof? That's what they're arguing about. Can I be mavatal the appearance of roof? And start our Mishnah, tikra shenal of maziva. See, you're sitting in a sukkah that looks like a roof. Reb Yehuda says, you have to pick it up, you have to put in tzach, i.e., he's giving methods to say this is not a house. Do not confuse this with a house. Meaning, yes, says Shmuel, of course Reb Yehuda holds a gzera sticker. That's what we said in the last Mishnah. But this Mishnah, so number one, <laughs> the last Mishnah, Reb Yehuda had a kula that he only holds his gzera sticker when it's four wide. This mission has come to say another kula. Not only does Rebuta have a more makeldic understanding of Xeris Tikra, he also gives you a way out. If you pick it up, 
if you if you play with it, if you take away a piece and put it in tzach, if you do something, you can be mavatl gzeres tikkur. You could say, listen, I know this used to give a house impression. It, it used to look like I'm sitting in a house. Watch what I'm going to do. Look, I'm picking it up, putting it down. I'm not sitting in a house. I would never sit in a house. Ruth says, good. Now you can use that as a sukkah. Your mavatl gzeres tikkur. Even it's mashma over four. Your mavatl gzeres tikkur. How does that work? In other words, every time someone passes by, you got to pick something up and put it down. Uh, no, the whole, you, the whole it, there is that someone's going to pass yeah, by and see. Yeah, so, I don't see anything. People ask that. People ask that. But in other words, if you've made enough of a public zach, people not he, he talk, don't worry. No, the word gets out. Yeah, yeah. People ask that. People ask them, like, since when could you be mavato takana? Rashi's not sure before it's not even else looking bad. People ask all these kashas. We had the bundles. Right, 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 right. You want time, but people walk by, still see that. You may have put it on the right, yes, 100%. Save my, can you be mevatel the roof look? Mar savar batla bahachi, umar savar bahachi loy batla. Rabbi Yehuda holds the methods described in our Mishnah, either Beishamay or Beishelo, picking up, Putting it down, changing it out. The Machalik's Mishavisil is how to be mavatal the roof like appearance. Reb Meir says, no, 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 no. Nothing works. Either you remove a board and put regular stock or not. We hold of Xeris Tikra no matter what you try to do. If you're, in the end of the day, under a board, it's Xeris Tikra and it is bad. Okay. Says the Gemara. So anyway, so these are possible. These are possible. Says the Gemara. In Yesh Revach Beneyam Kemaisam, if there is space in between them, as much as them, that obviously you're going to put Schach Kosher in those cracks, then your Sukkah is Kosher. So basically it's saying like this. Let's say you have tefach or two of bedposts or metal rods. So you need the same amount of tefach or two of kosher schach. You alternate. If there's space in between them, like them, if there's space in between the bad schach of good schach, then it's good. The row. Oh. So that's Mamash going to be the Gemara's Kasha. You're saying 50-50 is good. Not right. We're going to have to talk about this. We're going to have to talk about this. Says the Gemara, a last case that we've discussed many times. If a person picks out, hollows out of a pile of schach, if a person hollows out and picks out the center of a pile of stuff, straw, branches, stuff that's kosher for schach, if you hollow it out to make a sukkah, ain't a sukkah. What's wrong? You have great walls and you have great schach and it's all good. So we said this is the prototypical case of that you didn't put schach on a sukkah, you did something that retroactively turned it into schach. You backed it into schach. And that is possible. So, let's focus on the first case. 
Let's focus on the first case. The first case was that you have schach puzzle. As long as you match it evenly with schach kosher, it's fine. You said, well, the Mishnah said, Mamash Aloshan, Amakar Skots, Bishwil, Ebrochs, Ingesh, Revach, Benehen, Kemaisan. If there is space in between them, like them, it is kosher. Says the Gemara, you just took sides in a machlaikas, Amaroim, and Shabbos. For the time being, we'll take the liberty of assuming that the halachas of walls and the halachas of schach are the same. And we know that there's a machlaikas amaroim about a wall if a wall is paritz ka'imid. What is paritz ka'imid? Paritz means open. Aimid means standing, wall. So if a person has a wall that he wants to convert a rishus on Shabbos, if you want a wall in an area on Shabbos, so you need to make a wall. And let's say you have three tfachim of wall and then three tfachim dead spot. Now, we purposely use the lash of three because if it's less than three, lava takes care of it. So we're not even going to talk about less than three because that's fine. So you have a wall, it's three tfachim on, three tfachim off. Three tfachim on, three tfachim off. Now, if it will be three tfachim on, four tfachim off, three tfachim on, four tfachim off, Nothing to talk about. That's Paritz Meruba al That is more open than standing. That's for sure bad. If it would be three Tvachim on, or let's say four Tvachim on, three Tvachim off, four Tvachim on, three Tvachim off, that's fine. That's Aymed Meruba al That we can all agree on. How about if it's exact 50 50? 50% on, 50% off. So the Gemara is going to say that our Mishnah is picking sides. And if you're the Amayra that's on the wrong side of the Mishnah, you're in trouble. Says the Gemara. This is a upshlag of Rav Huna If let's say you have a wall and there's the exact same amount of parts of open, Kaime, the exact same that is empty. Rav Papa Omar Mutter. It's fine. It's Rosh Sayyachid. One can treat that as a real wall. So our Mishnah is gorgeous like Rav Papa. Because Rav Papa by wall says 50 50, tie goes to the runner. 50 50 is fine. And Rav Hunabur Yeshua says, Aser. Rav Hunabur Yeshua says it's Aser. Why is it Aser? Because, no, you need Avi arrive. You need arrive. And if you don't have Rav of whatever, you don't have what you need. So by wall, you need Rav wall. And by, and by Schach, you need Rav Schach. So according to Rav Papa, everything's great. According to Rav Hunabred Yeshua, you're in trouble. He says you need more than 50% kosher. Our Mishnah clearly says 50% kosher is not necessary. 50% kosher is fine. You don't need 51%. That is 
the Gemara's question on Rav Huna Breder Bishua. It's Gemara's question of Rav Huna Breder Bishua. Says the Gemara, Amalachar Rav Huna Breder Bishua, Rav Huna Breder Bishua will tell you, my Kemaisen, Binich I'd say. What does it mean when our Mishnah says, when our Mishnah says that you made, you had wooden, I mean you had metal poles, so it says you put tzach in between them the same amount. Says the Gemara, of course that means like a little more, like in other words, you put in more tzach that it'll go in and go out, meaning you have to like push away the the metal, and you have more schach than metal. Because, of course, that's what it means. It means that you put a little more, it's benichnas yetz, it's a little extra, says the Gemara. Why are you assuming that? No. Meaning, you, you just like said as like a blanket thing, that, of course, when you're putting in schach, in between the metal poles, it's not going to be exactly the same as the metal poles. Of course, you're going to go over a little bit, and the schach in between is going to be fatter. Says Martin, no, by actual attempting, it's possible to be exact. It's possible to mamish measure it out and see if you have X number of centimeters of metal, and then you have X number of centimeters of, of kosher schach. Who says? That's the worst kosher. Who says? You said, yeah, of course he put in more schach than metal. Says more, no. But I feel it's something. So where says, no, I'm Rabbi Bimad, if you purposely went extra. So, you know, a simple answer that when our Mishnah says, if you have schach equal to the metal, of course it means equal plus a little bit. Of course, it means equal plus a little bit. That's one teretz. Rav Amar, afilu tema madif. No. It's where you didn't make extra, but what it is is as follows. When you have, when you want to put stuff on your sukkah, when you put stuff on your sukkah, so you need like um, two by fours to hold the stuff. So Rashi learns that this case is a case where a guy has on his schach metal poles that are going to be the base for his schach. So says, says the Gemara, when we say that you have kosher schach equal to the amount of metal, it's because the metal is going one way and the schach is going the other way that's resting on the metal. Now says the Gemara, push it to think. When you have one thing resting on another thing, obviously the stuff on top has to be a little bit longer than the stuff <laughs> holding it simply for it to catch on. If, they're the, if you have two things, one resting on the other, and they're the exact same size and they're the exact same distance, it's not going to have anything to catch on to. Always the item on top, the stuff on top, is always going to be inherently, in order to stay there, is going to be inherently slightly bigger than what's holding it. So says the Gemara, this is what's going on over here. No, about it says they're equal. And of course it's not going like Rabbi said where you purposely put a little more. 
But when it's equal and it's holding what's on bottom of it, of course it has to be a little bit bigger in order to stay put, in order to catch on. Can't the part that's that's extra be hanging over the sifa? You not necessarily. Which means I have a right to read in the Mishnah. You have metal and you put something on it and it's equal, it's kosher. You're saying it's hanging over the sukkah. I don't have to. The Mishnah said it's within the sukkah. And if it's holding the wood on top, it's holding the kosher schach on top of it, then it's kosher. Says the Gemara, Rav Amar Fiel Tema Kishain Madif, where it's not Madif, Imhayu, Misunim Shasi, nice and air. If the metal is going north south, the schach is going east west, air of nice and shasi. If the metal is going east west, then the schach is going north south. End of sugya. So just like to go over one thing in this sugya. So our Mishnah said 50 50 is kosher, which is fine in Rapapa. What about Ravunabre de Rishua? What about Ravunabre de Rishua? Ravuna Bader Rishua said, Ravuna Bader said, no, 50 50 by wall is bad, so 50 50 by schach is bad, so he came in trouble with our Mishnah, so he had to answer one of the two Terutz of the Gemara, either Terutz number one, that you purposely put 51% schach, or Terutz number two, if the metal is holding the schach, it always has to be bigger. That was the Gemara's question. But according to Rav Papa, 50 50 was fine all along. If you remember from way, way back in the day, in the second parak, we had a Gemara. The Gemara said 50 50 on top is not good because that little sunlight, when it's on top, is going to spread as the sun spreads it on the floor. And you'll never guess who said that. Republic. So ask a lot of people, the Marsha and the Marshal and the Maran. Ask a lot of the Mepharshim what's going on here. The Gemara, the Gemara says, our, our Mishnah says 50-50 is kosher. Says the Gemara, it's great in Rav Papa who says 50-50 by a wall is kosher. It's really schwer in Rav Hunabre der because Rav Hunabre der he holds that 50-50 by a wall is bad, Paritz Ka'imit is bad, and we have to answer all these answers in Reb Yeshua Ben, in Reb Hunabre der But sun and shade is not the issue here. Oh, Zok the Chazanish. Zok the Chazanish, gorgeous. Zok the Chazanish, you're 100% right. The Gemara said in the second parak that 50 50 on the top is bad on the bottom. When the psul is missing schach. Because when the psul is missing schach, when the psul is a bald spot in the sukkah, and it allows the sun in. So the sun comes in on the top, and it's 50% of the area. By the time the sun expands on the floor, it's 55, 60% of the area. That's true when the problem is missing schach. That's where we said 50-50 on top is not good. That's where Papa himself said 50-50 on top is not good because it expands on the bottom. But Zaktachazanish, over here in our Mishnah, where the problem on top isn't a bald spot. So you do not have any sun coming in your roof of your sukkah that is 50-50 at the schach level, and then as it hits the ground, expands into 60%. 
Zot Bechazinish, there even Rav Papa would say 50 50 is fine. Rav Papa isn't saying a rule that 50 50 by schach is bad because by the time it hits the floor, it becomes more. Rav Papa said 50 50 sunshade on top is bad because the sun expands as it hits the floor. Therefore, a Mishnah which is not talking about, <coughs> which is not talking about a sun shade issue, it's talking about metal. Metal blocks the sun very effectively. It may be stach fossil, so you don't have any issue of the sun expanding as it hits the floor. beautiful chilek. I mean, the marsha. Everyone else says their own terutzim, but that is like so basic. When you when you have puzzles fast, you don't have to put them into. The idea that it's missing, is, yeah. No, no. separate cheer. separate cheer. If you would say that that bad schach is like it's missing, then schach pasul should be gimel tfachim like avir. The tarot says, the tarot says, like it's a nasty lesson. Sometimes doing something wrong is better than doing nothing. Because at least it gives you coverage. So listen, it's possible There's a shear for the psul, but doing it wrong will give you more leeway than doing nothing. I don't know if you should apply that to real life or not, but like it's a, you know, it's, it's a zah. Doing wrong is much more, you have much more benefits from doing something wrong than not doing it. Okay. One last thing. We said that if we, we use two examples, so our mission, the point of our mission is to talk about 50 50 stuff. What the Gemara discusses making the sukkah from Asherish Karnayim, right? So we said, oh, but if you remove it, then you have the sun. Yeah, because so there you're saying oh, but if it's not, if it wouldn't be there, then it would. It yeah, because look, because there it's saying even with your schach, you need to protect yourself from the sun, and there your schach is not protecting you from the sun. That's a chesar in your schach not protecting you from the sun. But it's not the pshat we say it's puzzle, so we remove it. Your schach's not doing the job of schach. So we gave two examples of schach puzzle. Which is the point of our mission, and then we get into percentages 50-50. One example is metal, yeah, metals for sure possible. The other example is bed parts. Aruchais hamita. Parts of bed. So the Gemara, like we said it would do, is very perplexed. What's wrong with parts of bed? Last I checked, the rule is as follows. A keli, when it is a whole keli, when a keli is shulling, it's makabal tumma. If you want to make a keli not makabal tumma, just take it apart. And it's no longer makabal tumma. So the Gemara says, sounds to me like a broken bed would be great, schach. It's not a bed. You can't sleep on a broken bed. You can't sleep on bed parts. You can't put a mattress on bed parts. You can't do anything with bed parts. So why is bed parts schach puzzle? It's made out of wood. It's not like it's made out of metal. Sounds like good schach to me. Says the Gemara. It's a riot of Amri Bar Tevyumi. Dom, Reb Amri Bar Tevyumi. Sichicha b'baloi kelim is psula. Reb Ami has a huge chish. Reb Ami says that if you use worn out kelim, it's bad for schach. Which means, let's say you have a shirt, and your shirt um, served its existence in this world, and now has holes in it. It's Pashat, your wife says, no, no, you get rid of that thing. It is disgusting. So it's not a couple too many. 
It's not a kabbatumma. It has a hole here, and a hole here, and a stay here. It's not a shirt. It's a shmatu. It's not a kabbatumma. Says Rabbi it's still puzzle for stach. That just because something lost its status of Makabal Tumba, but since it still came from being a shirt, Baloi Kalim, it still is, it still is possible for Schach. So says the Gemara, you see from our Mishnah, like Rabami Bartavumi, that this bed, that this bed, <coughs> it once was a bed, it's now only bed parts, it's still bad for Schach. You see, Rabami Bartavumi is correct. Now, we really don't want to do this. We don't like Ravami Bartavumi. It's huge Chiddush. It's a huge Chumrah. And we would not be happy if the Mishnah is approved to Ravami Bartavumi because then we would have to listen to Ravami Bartavumi. We don't want it. So this sounds like a suggestion, but it should be read like a big problem. So I says, Really? Lame of Ravami Bartavumi? Do you think this is Taka approved to Ravami Bartavumi? We don't want that. Don't Ravami Bartavumi, Sichacha Babale Kalem Psula? Says the Gemara, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to bring a proof to Ravama Bartavumi. These bed parts are puzzle on their own because they still are useful and they're not puzzle out to Ravama Bartavumi that they're expired Kalim. We don't want to say expired Kalim are bad for Schach. We want to say expired Kalim are good for Schach. You don't have a riot for much of them. No, really? Then why, is, why are bedposts possible for schach? Says the Gemara, because if you have half a bed, so for instance, let's say you have a head and a foot of a bed and one long, and one long part of the bed. What are you missing? The other long one. No problem. You can just take it, put it up against the wall, and smush it into the wall. You have a bed. So bed parts are not useless. You're right. They wouldn't be good for a freestanding bed. They wouldn't be good for a bed in the middle of the room, but they could be good as a bed against the wall. So says the Gemara, the reason why bed parts of our Mishnah are bad for schach, because they're still makabal tumma, because they're still kalim, it's not because expired kalim are bad for schach. It's because this is a useful bed. How? Pushing it up against the wall. So when is a bed considered taken apart? When, when even there's too many parts missing to even do that. Like if you, you know, this, we're saying you have three out of four parts. If let's say you only have two out of four parts, then, then it's taka enough. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. No. And he said, we're going to say where he said it. Ba'arucha, the long one, v'shnei karayim, and two legs. Or, b'ktsara, you only have the short part, you only have the the, let's say the head of the bed, Vishnei Karayim, and two sides. Hachinami, so too our Mishnah is talking, Baruch, either the long part, Vishnei Karayim, a head and a foot, or Vikzar, only a head, Vishnei Karayim, and two sides. Says the Gemara, Heche Itmar, to Rabchanan Rebbe, where is this quote of Rabchanan Rebbe that half of a bed is considered a bed because you could just push it up against the wall? Because the Mishnah says, the Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Mita, the first opinion is, it's an all-or-nothing deal. Mita, mithamas chavila, umitaharas chavila, deverbalazer. Amita only becomes tamay as a unit. Chavila means as a package. And mitaharas chavila, if it's not a package, it's tahar. 
and and you know mikvah you can't put it in the mikvah in parts you have to put it in the mikvah as one Mik, uh, uh, mita is a package deal to become tame and to become tame a bed can become tame in parts and tahar in parts, says the Gemara. This quote, my nihu, what are we referring to that a bed can become tame in parts and tahar in parts? Amr of Hanan, Amr Rebbe, says of Hanan in the name of Rebbe, Arucha Karaim, either the long part and two sides, Tsar Karaim, short part and two sides. Gemara says, what could you use that for? It's not a usable keli. Lemaichazi, what's it usable for? Lemesmechinu aguda to lean it up against the wall. Ulemaisiv alaihu umajda ashli and to sit on it and throw ropes on it. Which means in those days, how did they make a bed? You took a post, you tied ropes around it, and you rested a mattress on the ropes. You could do the same thing against the wall. Put it against the wall, tie ropes the long way, and put a mattress on it. Lamesev alive to sit on it, umajda ashli, and throw ropes. So says the Gemara, the case of our Mishnah that says that bed parts are bad for schach is not expired beds being bad for schach. They're okay for schach, as far as our Mishnah is concerned. It's talking about a bed that just is missing one long part or one short part. You can push it up against the wall and make a bed out of it. That's why it's still mikabel Okay, fine. Thank you.